Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. Today, I have on Tracy Bissett, who's on a mission to redefine the world's economic future by increasing the financial literacy of entrepreneurs, also known as financial fitness. With over 20 years of experience in the financial services industry, Tracy helps entrepreneurs across all industries both on and offline. And Tracy's here. She's going to be talking about something that I believe most (laughs) entrepreneurs and business owners have a problem with. I think specifically like business owners um, because we're going to be talking today about how to actually get paid from your business and how to have really good cash flow. So I'm really excited for Tracy to be here. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Susan. It's my pleasure. And I love talking about cash flow and uh, helping business owners get paid. So it's a great fit for us today. Yes, yes. You know, and like I was saying, like this is one of those big struggles because I even myself struggle with this all the time of like, you know, you start bringing in um, some team members to start helping you or you're paying for coaching or courses or whatever it might be. And you're not even making any money off of your business now. And it's like, okay, how do I tackle this? Before we dive into all of the good things you're going to help us with today, I do want to know a little bit more about you. Like how, like what's your background? How did you get into this? Like what makes you um, the person we should be listening to today? Well, ever since I was a little kid, I've really liked money. Um, I learned at a really young age, probably six or seven, that you could use money to get stuff that you wanted. And um, I would go to my mom, particularly in the summer, I'd ask her for money to go to the store um, and get some slushy or chips or sour soothers or something silly like that. And once a week, she'd give me 25 or 50 cents. And then, then the other day, she'd say, we don't have money for that, Tracy. So we had money for everything that we needed, um, but we didn't have money for me to be gold blowing it at the store. So I came up with all kinds of games, activities, little clubs, things that I could do outside with the other children to make some money. Uh, so I had lemonade stand, little sales. Um, so I learned really young that you can use money as a tool uh, to get you going where you want to. And that's kind of stuck with me through my life. I was very entrepreneurial in my teens, went on to business school. And then I worked at a bank for for so many years, one of Canada's big five banks and uh, loved helping entrepreneurs get access to the financing that they needed. And I thought I would stay there for a couple of years and ended up being 16. Uh, (laughs) so, So then my role was eliminated, the role that I had. And I thought, well, what could I do to put all the things that I like together? So I made a business that involved helping people learn about money. And I'm really passionate, particularly about young adults, um, like 18 to 30-ish, as well as entrepreneurs of any age. Uh, I really love to teach people things. So I'm a professor at a college as well, and really love the one-on-one or the group coaching with entrepreneurs just to help put the pieces together on the cash flow stuff. And um, I'm a firm believer that you should make as much money as you can uh, so that you, number one, give yourself time and flexibility, but then you can also contribute to your community, whether it's by um, hiring people, whether it's by donating pro bono services um, because you're charging some people and you can make time available for others who can't afford you, as well as um, going and giving of your time if you can um, to help others. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, I have a beautiful golden retriever, Rosie, who's my my sidekick all the time, and we actually do volunteering together. We're a therapy dog team, so oh, in non awesome. in non COVID times, we usually visit with seniors every week. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. Thanks for sharing that. 
Um, okay, well, let's dive in to the topic today. Uh, let's start out with like, okay, so we already know, and I think, you know, as a business owner, if you're listening to this, you probably know that it, it can be really challenging and really um, tricky to figure out how to pay yourself first, especially when you're just starting out um, and you're even trying to like, you might be in the stage of like, well, I'm just breaking even. Uh, how do I deal with the cash flow thing? Um, so Tracy, tell us then what, why are we having this struggle? What's our problem? What, <laughs> what, are, what are the mistakes that we're making? Uh, so the first thing I see is um, business owners not necessarily knowing the difference between what's happening on the income statement, the profit and loss versus what's happening in your cash flow. So depending on the business that you have, you may make sales and it goes on your income statement. And then you may be having higher sales than your expenses. So everything looks great from a profitability standpoint, but it really comes down to the timing of when that money is going out and coming in. And that cash flow gap is usually the the issue people have to attend with. And um, sometimes you're getting paid after the fact, after you already deliver your product or service, sometimes it's before. Uh, and so figuring out that cycle for your own business is really key. That's the number one thing. Um, the second thing I see is I would say 80 to 85% of the clients that I coach with, and these are businesses with sales anywhere from low six figures to low seven figures. Um, they're not checking if they're making money on every item that they sell. So they haven't done the math on the product or service to make sure that uh, whatever I'm putting out the door, uh, number one, it's valuable, it meets a need with my clients, but am I actually charging more than it's costing me? And so that's where uh, a lot of times the issue comes in. And so then you're kind of scratching your head, why can't I get a regular paycheck? I'm letting down my family, I can't do the things I've been planning to do. Um, and a lot of times it does come down to pricing. Yeah. And so uh, entrepreneurs tend to focus on the top line, that's sales versus what's going on at the bottom line. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, well, did I even you know, price out how much it's costing me to fulfill on this and how much of my time I'm actually putting into it that's taking me away from going and getting more sales? Um, yeah. I'm definitely. glad you said that about yeah. the time uh, because most service-based entrepreneurs and particularly women undercharge because they don't, they're like, well, it's just my time. I'm, I, it doesn't really matter. But you always need to think about, and I counsel clients to think about what, what would I have to pay if I paid someone else to do it? And that's the number you should be sticking with because you, you probably have plans to grow the business so that you can sell more and more. And so you're going to have to hire a team and somebody will be expecting a paycheck and won't be just waiting for when you can pay them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so <laughs> true. Right. Because we don't want to be always doing it on our own. Eventually we're going to want to have some help. And if, yeah, if you're underpricing, you're not gonna be able to hire that help um, and still be making a profit. So that's, that's really good. So, um, you mentioned the first thing you mentioned was like figuring out that cash flow, uh, mm -hmm. figuring out like, okay, well, like how do I have, okay. So let's, let's maybe do an example. Sure. Um, and this, I'll just, I'm always transparent on this podcast. This is, this example is real life. This is okay. me. <laughs> um, okay. So I have a lot of I have, I, so I actually made a calendar. My, one of my business coaches told me, okay, make a calendar, put all of the, all of the, um, income down and highlight it green and then put all of your expenses down and highlight it red. So you can see like what money is coming in when and what money is coming out when. Um, so what I noticed was like, okay, all of my money comes in in like the first two weeks of the month. 
and all of my expenses go out the last two weeks of the month. Like basically that's how it goes. Um, and if I run out of money, it's like, okay, well, I don't get any more money for another mm -hmm. two weeks. <laughs> so I may not be able to pay this bill. Um, what is, what are your tips on, on helping that cash flow to be a little more evened out and, or is that a good thing? Is it good to have it like balanced that way? Like what, what's your advice on creating the best cash flow? I think that's great that you created that calendar. That's a nice visual way to see it. Um, Cause one of the issues I also see is people just say, Oh, that's math. I, I can't do that. I'm going to get my bookkeeper or my accountant to handle that. So that is wonderful. What first question I have for you is the green bigger than the red. Yes, it is okay. bigger than the red. Good. But now it's we've got number one timing problem. Right? problem. <laughs> yeah. Timing problems. So um, I always think of it in terms of prioritizing all those outflows which ones have flex, which ones can you manage, which ones can't. So certainly remittances to the government, we can't be late with that. We're going to get yeah. in trouble. <laughs> if you do have some team members, you need to pay them or they're not going to come to work. Uh, but then there's some others where you may have a little bit of latitude, um, especially if you've paid for things that maybe like subscriptions or things are sitting on your credit card. As long as you're paying by that, that due date, if you, cause you do have the cash flow around, you can be flexible on when's the actual payment date. Um, so I think it's about optimizing how quickly you get money in. Um, I think it's slowing down that money that's going out and figuring out other ways you can make the money work for you. Um, not sure if there's something else you could offer in your product suite that brings in recurring revenue at maybe a different time of the month or uh, where you can add an extra stream that might help and give you that little boost every month um, as you get through to the end or looking into to moving those dates on the payables to see if you can do that. But it's, it's excellent how you have that sight line for the whole month because just like um, even if people are listening who are starting a business, even if you think about if you pay rent, usually you're gonna need two paychecks in a month to go towards the rent because of just the, the sheer cost of it. And so you've gotta keep money from both, same kind of concept in business, so it's hey. great. Yeah. Now you mentioned something that I just kind of had like an aha moment. And I think this is something that it's kind of obvious, but also like, oh, I never thought to do that. You mentioned credit card. <laughs> and while, you know, we should do our best to not be, you know, racking up debt, using, and, and this, I actually just switched banks and my bank is like, oh, you should get a line of credit for your business because it'll help you with cash flow. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I could see how that works. But I literally, just as you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, like all those little payments that we kind of forget about. Like maybe they, mm -hmm. I didn't write every little expense out on my calendar. I wrote the big things, you know, hundred dollars or more, but you know, we have those little subscriptions. Oh yeah. I mean, it could and, be for virus protection. It could be yeah, your email, exactly. could be for this plugin that makes your website work and yeah. it's all these little things. Um, but I'm a huge proponent of businesses having access to credit. I think as soon as you set up your company, you should be getting access to credit. And at that time, if it's a new business, they're going to be looking at your personal credit score. And I don't view debt to be good or bad. It's all in how you use it. And so yeah. credit cards, good if you are paying them off by the time the interest is going to start accruing. Um, but why not get one where you can accumulate points or some kind of rewards that you can use? A lot of um, business owners use cash back. So you could mm -hmm. be 
paying for things with your credit card and then actually getting cash back, which would add more to the cash flow. So it's all about using it responsibly, using it to your benefit. And certainly if you do have plans to grow the business, it's important that your credit grow with you. And if you, you only go later when you want to get a lot of credit, it's hard to say, well, hey, I've been, been operating well, but you never had a demonstrated track record from a banking perspective mm -hmm. or kind of credit history perspective. So um, you, you sound very knowledgeable about your um, financial situation and knowing, and I, it doesn't seem like you would get carried away because you had a line of credit or a credit card. You're still going to um, operate with the same discipline. You're just going to add a new date to your calendar to make sure you're paying that balance off. Yeah. Um, but that way you can bridge the cash flow, And that's why line of credits exist. It's to do, deal with that in and out. Um, and the bank would be able to see from your financial statements that you're profitable. So they don't generally have concerns unless they just see the balance getting higher and higher. <laughs> higher because uh, then <laughs> and then that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not profitable but it could be that maybe your lifestyle is being funded now from from your business yeah so. yeah so that was that was what I was just realizing like oh because we have like all of those you know those little charges that come mm -hmm. in and like maybe I didn't get you know to, to help with like okay on this day I know I'm making this payment and so you can have all of those little things getting put onto your credit card yeah. and be like, oh yeah, on this day, I make that whole lump sum to all of those different little things all on this day to this. So it's not as much like brain power to be like, okay, on this day, I'm paying $20 on this day, I'm paying this much. It's like, well, they can just all get charged. And then on, you know, the 20th, I'm going to go pay all of them all at once from my actual yeah, so it's brain power, but it's also being smart about account transaction yeah. fees because every time you make a payment, you're getting charged potentially. And so if you're only going to make one payment versus 10 small ones, um, that's going to help you save money on your actual bank account fees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's see, I have another question that popped in my head. I, I love this. Like normally, I mean, to be honest, my interviews don't really <laughs> go like this when I'm like, okay, tell me about this thing for me, but I love it. And I think hopefully the audience is loving it too. Cause we're talking about like real life, like examples and stuff. So hopefully you guys are enjoying this. Um, one of the things that normally yeah. comes up, that's not a, not a challenge for you. I can see. Um, but it's just this I'm not going to deal with the finance part. I'm going to delegate it to the bookkeeper and the accountant, and they're just going to handle it. And that's a big mistake. Um, you are in charge of your business. There is no way to hit your goals that you set without knowing about the financial piece. And so I recommend for business owners at least once a month, but ideally weekly, you're having some kind of money meeting with yourself um, and doing a regular review. Um, even if it's one time sitting down, looking at the numbers your bookkeeper gave you, the next meetings, asking them the questions of the things you don't understand, but they can only put the numbers in place. They can't uh, guide your business because they don't know your business very well. So uh, I encourage all the business owners to be brave and, and take that step to deal with the numbers and the financial piece. That's great advice. Great advice. Okay. I remembered what my question was. So, and this is something I'm already doing, but I'm, I'm hoping that maybe this can help people that are listening. I um, mean, I'd like to know your take on it too. If you don't do this, that's fine. Um, so what, how do you help people deal with like, and I think this is cash flow related of like, okay, I need to make sure, and, and we still need to get into the topic of paying ourselves. So I need to make sure that I have enough money to pay this, uh, let's say, um, not, a, let's say independent contractor, 
or maybe I have a couple independent contractors. I need to make sure I have enough money for by the time they send me their invoice, I have that. I mm-hmm. also need to be setting aside money for taxes. I need to be setting aside money for maybe um, like for me, I have like an affiliate partnership program. So okay. once a month I pay all of them out for their referrals. It's like making sure like all these little areas are covered and that I can still see like the scope of like, okay, what's going on in my bank account. So I'll just say like one thing that I did is I opened up multiple bank accounts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan how of would that. You deal with that. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that, especially stuff that, um, where you have this legal obligation that the money is someone else's. So like taxes to the government, um, that's not your money. You're just holding it. But the majority of business owners spend that like that's their cash flow because that's the only way they're getting through, um, that situation. So I think if you have, um, cash flow in a strong position that allows you to actually move the money out into the different accounts. I think that's a great way to do it. Um, and then what you can also add on then um, in terms of paying yourself, once you know you're profitable, taking X percent out of every amount you receive goes over there for your pay. Okay. So, so that's you're, you're taking, you that. that's a good, that's a good way to do it um, as well. Once you've figured it out, you'll be able to see on average how much you're going to take. And it's not how much can we take? Like we don't want to strip all of the money out of the company because like you talked about right at the beginning, um, there is reinvestment required in the business. So if we're going to grow our business, we're going to need to um, grow our sales. That's going to take more investment. And so growth is really hungry. Growth eats cash in a business. So if you think about it, it's really the lifeblood of the business. So yes, we're going to get paid, but yes, we want to feed our business too, depending on what our goals are. So do you have advice, um, for figuring out like, okay, how, okay. I know that I need to be paying myself now, right? That's somebody out there is hopefully having that epiphany. Like, okay, I should be paying myself first. Um, how, what would be your advice to them on like how to figure out how much they should be paying themselves? And I know that there's probably, there's a simple answer, but I know that this question is going to pop into someone's head. Like, where do I even begin on figuring this out? I think of it kind of like you're a financial detective and you're solving a puzzle. So using Excel, you can create a really simple cash flow forecast, everything that comes in, everything that goes out. Then you can play around with the numbers of how much could you pay yourself where the numbers still look okay on the bottom where you don't have this shortfall or it's just a temporary shortfall in your line of credit is covering it. So I would get all the things you know in there, all the things you expect. Certainly with the inflows that are coming in, we don't want to shoot out the lights. We're not going for our our highest, best goal. We're looking for what's reasonable. We do want to be aggressive with any outflows we might have to pay and then start putting in a number every single month for what you think you can take out and look what happens at the end of the month. Are you short? How much are you short? Um, If you have something that can cover that off, maybe then that's the right number. Um, But play around with it. And within probably five, 10 minutes, you can play with a couple different numbers and see what's going to be reasonable. Because you don't want to start doing it at one level. Then the next month you have to change it. And then you change it again. Uh, You want to get into a regular rhythm where you've got this core amount that you can take out. And so if you're concerned, start with a smaller amount, but the practice of doing it on a regular frequency is going to give you so much more comfort in your personal life, uh, bring down stress, bring down anxiety. And it also increases motivation for the business because you're, you know, you're getting paid from it. It may not be what you um, should be paid ultimately in the future, but that small amount can build. Yeah. 
better than nothing and sitting there like, why do I have my business again? I'm not getting anything out of it. <laughs> it also makes you hustle too, because if yeah. you know you might have a shortfall of X amount because you've got this cash flow forecast, you can say, you know, if I put on a blitz and I get 10,000 more in sales, this is what's going to happen. So you can build in, uh, similar to the calendar you have, you can build in cash triggers in there where maybe you're having a promotion or a special plug for something at different times of the month to spur that cash in at times where it doesn't normally come in. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. Okay. I do want to ask you one more question before we wrap this up. And I know that you have something for the audience as well. So, uh, okay. We've talked a lot about like, okay, what are the things we're doing wrong? What are we, what do we need help with? But can you point out what are some of the things that people are doing right with their money um, that they need to be giving themselves credit for? Absolutely. So uh, like I mentioned, I work with um, entrepreneurs anywhere from low six figures in sales to low seven figures. And if they've been in business for any more than kind of three months to six months, I tell them they should give themselves a pat on the back because whether they knew intentionally what they were doing, whether they described it like I do, whether they were doing it efficiently, they were managing cash flow. And they, they were just doing it maybe on gut instinct. Maybe it was really stressful, but the fact that you're still in business means you can do it. Um, in my time in banking, I've seen so many businesses go out of business in as quick as 90 days um, because they had lots of sales, but they didn't get paid and they had no other means to fuel their business. And so if you've been around for more than three to six months, pat on the back, you're, you're doing something right. And yeah. you can always be more efficient, but uh, I think the, the goal is always to build on the successes, build on the foundation of what you're doing well. I love that. Thank you. It's always so nice to celebrate and be recognized <laughs> for the things that we are doing right. Um, okay, so Tracy, what, uh, where can people go if they want to connect with you, learn more from you, um, all those things? All right. So as you mentioned, I do have a gift for your audience because uh, I talked about the importance of having a regular money meeting. And so for those who may not be doing that or who's, those who want a little bit of structure, you can head over to cashcoach.biz and you can download a money meeting agenda to get you started. So cashcoach.biz and get that money meeting agenda. And I'd love it for people with questions or comments to reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's the best place to reach me. Uh, Tracy has an E and Bissett has two S's and two T's. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Tracy, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience that you think maybe they need to hear one more thing? <laughs> so to me, financial fit fitness is really the positive coming out of financial literacy. I view that as a fairly negative term. We are all on different journeys for financial fitness. And if we take forward motion every day, imperfect action, we're certainly going to improve ourselves personally and in our business. And I think we need to be kind to ourselves. If we have a misstep, that's okay. Let's just course correct and, and get back on the path. And uh, everybody should be taking those steps along their financial fitness journey. Love it. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It's been my pleasure.